so we have Steve Cortez on the phone with the Trump administration getting ready to do some some uh, traveling. The president will be in Mankato later today. He'll be in Oshkosh this afternoon in Arizona tomorrow. Uh, Steve, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Appreciate that. Hey, good morning. Thank you. And then no problem if you need to uh, to hang up on me. I've got a thick skin. As a Trump supporter, <laughs> I spent two years at CNN. So believe me, I can handle all kinds of flack. Well, and I, <laughs> I got a, a text from a listener that said, Mike, please ask your guest about the PragerU presentation. Tell me a little about that. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. First of all, PragerU just does unbelievable work online. It's mostly five-minute videos, incredibly entertaining and informative on all kinds of subjects related to politics, history, you name it. And my video, which has now gotten almost 7 million total views, is on the Charlottesville lie, uh, the, the fine people hoax that is constantly spread by Democrats, including Joe Biden, by the way. He literally launched his presidential campaign on a lie, on, on the idea that the president called neo-Nazis at Charlottesville very fine people. The truth, actually, is, is, the, is the precise opposite. The president explicitly condemned the neo-Nazis and the bigots who were at Charlottesville. If you, if you read the entire transcript and if you watch the entire video, not edited uh, by a lot of deceptive people like CNN, if you, if you look, take an honest look at it, it is extremely clear that when the president said very fine people on both sides, he was talking about both sides of the monument debate, not both sides, meaning neo-Nazis on one side and Antifa on the other. So my PragerU video uh, on that point really went viral. It went pretty nuts. I'm not going to say that we killed the lie because obviously it's still out there, but we did a lot of damage, thankfully, um, to the lie because it was just so pervasive at the time that Dennis Prager and I, and he's a great friend of mine, uh, he and I decided that we needed to do that video. The president tweeted it out. He loved it. Thankfully, it got a lot of views. So I would encourage your listeners, if, they, if they're not familiar with the Charlottesville lie and with the fine people hoax, please take a look at that video. It's only five minutes long, and we explain with quotes and facts uh, the entirety. But also, I think here's the other point that's important, uh, is that it's representative of the larger narrative, the larger uh, lies that are pushed by corporate media all the time regarding President Trump. And we've got to be vigilant citizens and stand up against it and know the truth. Well, it is so obvious that... Uh that very few outlets want the president to get any any kind of good news. The Democrats are dreaming up things that will get in the way of his presidency. If it's not the if it's not the border wall, then it's cruelty at the border. If it's uh, you know drugs, it's people being uh, being scooped up and taken away in the middle of the night. And now the post office. There, it's always something. Right. No, listen, you're exactly right. Unfortunately, corporate media in this country. Uh, has has really just relinquished its role. Uh, they no longer really even pretend to be journalists. Uh, uh, they are they are reporters. Uh, they're masquerading as reporters, but in actuality, they are activists and advocates who form a quote resistance against President Trump. And and look, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a skeptical media. The media, uh, if it's doing its job, and it has an important role in our republic. If the press is doing its job, uh, it should be properly skeptical. It should stand up to those in authority. Uh, but what we see, unfortunately, with, with almost all of the legacy media in this country uh, is the opposite. They've become the public relations arm of the DNC, quite frankly. And you're, you're going to see it this week, by the way. You know, don't take my word for it. You know, use your own eyes and ears um, and, and watch and listen this week with the Democratic convention going on. Uh, there will be, and look, I'll be the first to say, I think the Democrats will put on quite a show. There'll be a lot of Hollywood glitz, showmanship, but look behind the curtain. You know, I call it the Wizard of Oz convention. If you, if you look behind the curtain, I think what you'll find, like in the Wizard of Oz, 
uh, is a feeble and corrupt man who is trying to uh, pretend that he is something he is not. Uh, in the case of Joe Biden, no amount of, of media adoration uh, can turn him into something that he is not. And the reality of who he is is that he is a committed globalist. He has spent a half century in the Washington swamp. He was elected to the Senate in 1972. He has spent almost 50 years in the Washington swamp, largely exporting American jobs overseas, most of them to China and from places like Wisconsin. You know, I, I like to say uh, he has sent jobs from places like Sheboygan to places like Shanghai, and he's done it for decades. We can't possibly trust him in the Oval Office so that we can go back to his kind of globalism in the pre-Trump days. Replacing NAFTA with USMCA should go a long way toward changing that. Amen. And, you know, and that's the point, too. Uh, you know, Mike, is that we America first doesn't mean America alone. We don't believe in that. We know that there are reasons for international trade. There are comparative advantages that countries have, and we should trade with each other in a fair and reciprocal way. And our friends and neighbors, Canada and Mexico, are a perfect example of how how productive, fair, reciprocal international trade can benefit everyone. The Americas can grow together. Donald Trump thankfully replaced the disastrous NAFTA treaty um, with this much more uh, significant and profound USMCA, and I, I agree that is really the model. We're um, ha- either have already concluded or are in the process of of negotiating other trade t- uh, treaties with countries like the UK, uh, Japan, Korea. So we will trade with our allies around the world in a way that's fair and reciprocal. Uh, but what Donald Trump has said to Beijing is, "You're not a trading partner; you're a trade exploiter, uh, and you will no longer be allowed to abuse American workers, and no longer allowed." to compromise American national security. You know, just today, Secretary of State Pompeo issued new restrictions against Huawei, a Chinese technology giant, which, like any large company there, is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party uh, and is trying not just to make money in the United States and in Western countries, but is trying to subvert our security uh, through their surveillance technology in the United States. President Trump is standing up against them. Joe Biden, through his career, has been the exact opposite. He's compromised uh, on a personal level and a public level. On the personal level, because of the activities of his son, uh, who got a billion and a half dollars investment from the Bank of China, which is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, as bad as Hunter's activities were in Ukraine, those look like child's play compared to what he pulled off in China with his father as then vice president. Um, and then on the public policy level, uh, going all the way back to 2001, Joe Biden has been one of the biggest proponents in Washington for including China in the World Trade Organization, giving them most favored nation status with the United States, and unfortunately enabling the literally the, the mass export of American jobs, many of them from the Midwest, from the heartland, from uh, our country over to China. Steve, thank you so much for talking with us this morning. As always, time is short when we have so many questions to ask. I appreciate you spending time here with us today. The president will be in Wisconsin, in Oshkosh, this afternoon.